0: Hello, I'm Jennifer Lynn Bursell, AKA Evertonia Butterfly, bringing to you a living with an invisible learning challenge where we will discuss the challenges and times of those with NLD. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but I would like to share with you where I get most of my articles for this podcast. I've recently learned about a nonprofit that I would really like to help. It's the NVLD Project. In addition to doing research on NVLD, and working to get it back on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that is the DSM, they provide support groups for those with NVLD. You can find the NVLD project at www.nvld.org. All proceeds from this podcast and the ads will go towards the NVLD project. I will include the link for this in the description of the podcast. Please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about my podcast. Also, I would like to announce that I now have created a YouTube channel for this podcast. I will post the link for this in the description for you. Hi, I'm Jennifer Purcell. And today we are going to talk about the relationship between NLD and the health of the environment. Which is fitting because I was gardening today, so it is fitting that I was going to talk about this today. So ever since I can remember, I've cared about our home, Earth. I probably became aware of this at the age of 11. Whenever I would walk my dog, Truffles, which I got her when I was... Say, I got her in 2010, so that would have been when I was 12 years old. I would pick up litter and throw it away when I got to a trash can. I still do that today, and I'm 24 years old today. Also, when I was in elementary school, I did a fundraiser for Ronald McDonald. I collected the metal tops of off of soda tops and can tops those are the things that you use to open the soda cans and eventually took the hundreds or thousands I collected a little hard to remember how many because it was a while ago with the help of my dad oh well I collected them with the help of my mom's church congregation and my dad helped me take them to the recycling center to get the money to donate to Ronald McDonald. Also, I got my family into caring for the environment too. I did this after coming back from graduating from college where I had a minor in environmental science and was a recycling manager at one of the co-ops I was living at. When I went to college, I passed all my environmental classes with some help from my professors, but I did most of the work on my own with study groups. I was so proud that I could pass this, these classes on my own without my mom's help because I already had her help in my sociology classes, which was taking up a lot of energy and effort from her. The job I had at Rochdale, which was the co-op, as being the waste and recycle manager was the least glamorous job you could have. Sometimes I had to pick up the other people's trash bags because they would just dump them on the ground or around the bins or the bins would get overflowed with trash. Gross, right? When I would go get dinner from the co-ops, I usually didn't eat all of it. So I would save what was left over for the lunch the next day. I still do it with my breakfast at work. If I don't eat all of it at once, I save it for the next morning so it doesn't go to waste. Doing this makes me more mindful of portioning my food out and how much I actually eat. It helps me stay healthy and maintain my weight. I help my parents with knowing what goes in our compost trash and recycling bins that we use at home. We actually have two compost bins because we do our own composting and we do compost bins that the government, I guess you could say, picks up. I don't really know if it's right to say it's the government that picks it up, but it's the trash. You know what I'm talking about. It's the trash people and the trucks that come and pick them up. Um, guess you have it in your neighborhood too, I'm sure. So what I also do, or what we also do in my family is we never use paper plates or plastic utensils at home and we compost the paper towels we use. We use napkins whenever we eat, I mean cloth napkins And, um, also we, at my mom's church, we take the recycling back to our house because we don't do recycling there because we just have a dumpster for trash there. Also, I have my family collect the, oh, I used to have my family collect the water from our showers and the washing dishes in buckets and pour it on our plants in our backyard. We don't do that anymore, but we still are mindful of how much water we use whenever we shower or wash dishes. We do this by putting soap on many dishes first and then rinsing them, or lathering up in the shower after you're wet and have turned the water off and then rinse off. I'm sure you do that as well. I'm sure you've heard of these practices and probably do them yourself. I also have taken better care of the environment by having a hybrid car instead of a completely gas one. I'm saving more money for my second car to be fully electric and not to brag, but I'm proud of myself because I'm halfway there. It's taken me a while to save. Well, not as long as it would for some people because I live at home with my parents and they're being very generous by letting me pay for only some things like prescriptions, but I am paying for some things just to have the practice of paying for them. And... Um, yeah. You know, I'm just talking about that a little bit because it, it, it does have to do with saving for the car, which is part of the bigger picture that sometimes people with NLD have a hard time um, uh, visualizing and remembering. Anyways, I want to make a shout out to my friends Janine and Natalie because they also do... Some environmental things. Natalie shops at a black-owned business called Earthwell Refill. It's cool because they help you buy products like soap, shampoo, and toothpaste, etc. Because, it, I mean, excuse me. So they help you buy those products that would usually come in plastic containers, or yeah, basic plastic containers but instead you bring your own reusable containers to their store and use them. So your reusable, excuse me, your reusable containers are weighed when they're empty and then they weigh them again when they're full to figure out the price. And those containers can be like mason jars. Um, That's what Natalie uses. You only pay for what you put in the container, whether it be toothpaste, shampoo, soap, or conditioner, etc. I think that's a cool concept, huh? Also, Natalie has done another thing by looking for social media groups that help you with only using what you need. The group is called Buy Nothing, and you can find them in in any neighborhood that you live in. And you can, an example is you can say you only need a few mason jars, and someone will, in the group, will let you know that they have them by responding to your post, which is great because let's say you needed um, five mason jars because you already had five, so you wanted a total of 10 to go to Earthwell Refill to go get some shampoo. So there you go. Then you have 10 jars of shampoo. Or let's say you want to use the 10 jars to get shampooed, toothpaste and soap. Just an example. I will put the website for Earthwell Refill and Buy Nothing in the podcast description for you, your reference. And my friend Janine has her own indoor and outdoor garden. I think it is pretty commendable because she doesn't live by herself, but lives with some roommates. Her garden consists of orchids, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, peas, tomatoes, Brussels sprouts, purple kale, asparagus, various kinds of flowers, like daffodils, sage, basil, and rosemary. There might be more, but that's what I remember. I'm proud of my friends for being environmentally friendly. And my mom is also environmentally friendly because she has a fully electric car, which is good. Oh, and something that I have tried to do is to get a job as a park ranger but I wasn't able to for a while because I didn't have my driver's license for a while, which is the requirement for the job. But I do have it now and I've had it for two years, but I haven't seen any full-time park ranger jobs in my neighborhood yet. Plus I don't know that I would want to do it during COVID. I don't know if the job requires that much in-person interaction that would be Um, a little note, mental note in my mind about that. Um, I also love the retreat center, Styling Oaks Ranch, that my mom's church was gifted from a rich family. I won't give their names because, uh, they may not want to be named, but this property is 240 acres, which is two and a half times the size of the San Diego Zoo, if you've ever been there. It's used to have it used to have 20 motel units and five stone lodges, but we lost those in the 2003 cedar fires. And the structures that remain are three cabins and one trailer that we renovated part of so it has an updated kitchen. We also did some repair work to the barn that can hold a few hundred people and has a very nice stone fireplace. We put some new roof tiles on the roof and new pieces of wood in the frame to replace the rotten ones. We also did a lot of work on the place that the groundkeepers do laundry in because the other two sides had water damage from the roof caving in. On that building We took the old roof off and covered it with thick waterproof plastic. We also replaced the side of the structure with new plywood and insulation. And we tore down a deck and rebuilt it because it was rotten. I helped with painting the new one and we also replaced the carpet on it. Oh, and with the laundry building storage building. We recently redid the roof on it recently as in the first Saturday of February because that's usually when we have the work parties and we painted almost the whole outside of the building. We have two more sides to do and it took I helped with the painting along with another lady so took a little while to do the painting. It's a big building. Well, it could be bigger, but it's a good size building. Anyways, um, the reason I'm talking about the repair jobs is that whenever my dad, me and my dad do them, my dad is the facility manager and property manager at the church. He tries to use the materials we already have so we don't have to buy many new ones. So that's being environmentally friendly. You know, using what you already have, being repurposeful. We also have 16 yurts, which are permanent tents. And they have canvas that keeps them warm in the winter and cool in the summer. You can take them down, but they're kind of hard to. So I say they're permanent because they have concrete base, unlike tents that you pitch up, which just have a dirt base. So a little different. Also, I, would, I will give you the link to the website for the ranch there in the podcast description. So, another environmental thing that I did a little while ago when I graduated from high school in 2013 was hike the Inca Trail, which was a surprise gift for my 18th birthday. It was on my bucket list. My parents surprised me by putting things in a box and the things that were in the box were hiking boots, sleeping bags, hiking poles, and a necklace that had the proving cross on it. They were all in the box. I was able to guess what we were going to do pretty quickly, a lot quicker than my family thought I was going to. And the second surprise was at the airport when I just when I discovered that my brother was going to join us on the trek. That was even, maybe even better than the first one, because I didn't know that we were going to do it as a full family. Um, Me and my brother, if you've listened to the show before, you may already know this, but we're, we're best best butts. So this trek gonna stop a moment, take some water. This trek is 26.2 miles. That is equivalent to a full marathon if you've ever run one. It is done over three nights and four days with a guide and a crew that helps carry your luggage and everything you need for loading in the tents. Um, I mean, lodging in the tents. This journey connects to NLD for me because I was able to release a lot of emotional emotions from sexual abuse. After all, despite not being at a healthy weight because of overeating to absorb emotions, I didn't get altitude sickness and was able to do the whole trek at my own pace. I'm very proud of myself looking back at this, Jennifer, because I remember how hard it was for me to do that trek with those extra pounds on me. We're probably talking about like extra 20 to 25, maybe 30 pounds, just to give you an idea. I also did similar things to this when I ran my last half marathon in Mammoth Lakes, California. I was starting to lose the 40 pounds I had put on in college in the first two years of college to give you an idea. I had to walk and run the marathon, I mean half marathon, because I had only lost I think maybe half of the weight by that time. Um, But I stuck with it because I wanted to. and. It was healing for me because i was able to get rid of the emotions that were inside me from overeating in college and that i wasn't comfortable with releasing them after all not only did i know how to get rid of them now and in the latter two years of college because i was able to get and create closer friendships to lean on and spend more time with my brother, which helped. And I also tried to express my emotions to my friends, which helped more. Um, so like I was trying to say, the overeating did change in the later two years because I lost 20 pounds and I didn't overeat anymore because I knew what I was doing. Um, before I didn't really know why I was doing it and also I didn't have truffles my ESA emotional support animal, with me but in the last two years of college I did which helped a lot and like I was saying I created a support small support circle of friends to talk about my emotions and express them And I expressed them more to my family when needed, which helped. And another thing that I would like to share with you. Sorry, this is a longer episode than I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. I really like talking about the environment. I guess you could say I'm an advocate and maybe a geek for it. I don't know if that's right or not, but I think it is. So, or the right phrasing you could say. So, my favorite movie is The Secret Garden, and it's my favorite book also. And it's about a young girl who is sent to live with her uncle after the death of her parents. And his manner and sorrow leave her feeling bitterly alone, neglected. Once again, she begins exploring the estate and discovers a garden that has become hidden and aided by one of the servant boys, begins restoring it to its former glory. That's a quote that I took from uh, the internet. So, the movie illustrates healing elements to the characters, Colin and Mary Lennox. Colin thought he was a cripple, like his dad, Archibald Craven. I think I said that correctly. When, in reality, Colin isn't. And neither is Otterball really. He just acts like one. And for Mary Lennox, who was used to be neglected by her self-absorbed parents, she found a home that cared about her more in Colin and Dickon in the secret garden, she discovers. I don't want to spoil too much, just in case you haven't read the book or seen the movie, but if you want to watch... I like the one that was made in 1993, because it is close to the storyline of the book. This can be hard... Sorry, that's my dog. This can be hard to find with some movies because if they're specially modeled after series, sometimes they sway from the book and they don't um, stay with the storyline of the book or the plot line, you could say. Draw falls, be quiet. I think nature can be healing for many of us in different ways, depending on your experience of it. I know whenever I would run on the fire trails behind UC Berkeley campus and see that beautiful bay view... It gave me goosebumps. It also said, this is why you chose this college, Jennifer, because you knew you could stick to it with the level of difficulty, especially if you had the help that you needed to graduate. Luckily, I was blessed to have that along with accommodations and ex- exceptional help from my mother with proofreading, editing, and writing all my essays and my sociology in addition. I had help with my professors and GSI's too. And I think if I had to count or approximate how many people that helped me, I probably would be about 50 if I included all the tutors that I had before college in that also. So thank you, everybody. You know who I'm talking about. You know who helped me. If you listen to this, thank you. So whether you run, walk, bike, or bike in the environment, I and others who have NLD find it healing in many ways because of the challenging life we have. And as I wrap up today, I would like to hear from you about your love for the environment. Please comment on livingwithnld.com or email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. And thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new today. Thank you. I will talk to you next Friday. Bye. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than originally it originally was. Thank you for listening today. And please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.